My name is Kyle Harrison, and you're listening to Pro Lacrosse Talk. Hans Driver. Tyler with scores! Now it's Brock Cadell scores! Hands off for Rabel, switches hands and scores! Kyle Yelmiller showing off those shifty skills. Right off the bat, there's Lyle Thompson! Welcome to Season 2 of the Pro Lacrosse Talk Podcast, the voice of Pro Lacrosse. I'm Hutton, he's Adam, and together we're bringing you interviews from all your favorite players and coaches, as well as news and analysis from all four professional lacrosse leagues. Welcome to another episode of Pro Lacrosse Talk. I'm Hutton Jackson, he's Adam, and today we are breaking down the PLL Championship Series coming up. Uh, we are going to talk betting, as well as preview these matchups. Um, and also, you know, preview the, the championship series overall as well. I know me and you both have our picks for who we think will be in the finals in the championship. But first off, Adam, the day is here. It is Saturday. The PLO championship series is here. How excited are you? I'm so excited, man. It's going to be an absolute blast. These teams are stoked adding in a new expansion franchise uh, to make it a little more exciting. Um, we have a lot of storylines to talk about. Um, I'm really excited to get things going. Yeah, no, let's, you know, start off breaking down some of these rosters. Uh, we'll start with the Archers, who go in with a lot of hype. You know, they got Grant Amon, number one pick in the PLO draft. Um, you know, an- another defense that was really solid last year as another key piece in Eli Gobrecht. Um, you know, I think their uh, face-off duo, too, is going to surprise some people. I know Stephen Kelly didn't have the best year last year, um, but he started to do a little bit better towards the end of the season. Brendan Haller is like a change-of-pace guy for that face-off duo so yeah I, I think they they look stacked right now again you got that attack uh that has Grant Amon, Josh Courier, Marcus Holman and Will Manny right now um I know they've been running Josh out of the midfield a little bit too um and then the defense you know you got Matt McMahon, Eli Gobrecht, Curtis Corley, uh Scott Ratliff at LSM as well as Mike Simon and then they added Jack Rapine as well since Evan Connell tested positive for COVID-19 so that's kind of what they're working with and then you know the midfield I think um, you know, Adam Christian Mazzone was a big piece. He had, you know, 40-plus goals and 40-plus ground balls last season, uh, which no one else was able to do in the MLL. Um, and then they got some solid defensive midfielders in Dominique Alexander and Mark McNeil. Um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how Ryan Ambler steps up this season because, uh, you know, he played really well and flew under the radar last year. Um, but they use, do lose Danny Ipe. Um, but then again, you got Tom Schreiber at the midfield, arguably the best player in lacrosse. So, I really like this Archer squad. Uh, what do you see from them that, you know, gives you excitement? Yeah, they're really strong. I mean, you mentioned Eli Gobrek already. It'll be really fun to see him uh, play in this fast-paced style. Um, really excited to see um, Josh Currier, another new guy on this squad um, who has gone under the radar at the moment. Uh, D3 guy out of Virginia Wesleyan. Uh, fantastic indoor player in the box game. Uh, I think especially we, we may talk about this later from a fantasy standpoint. I think he may be uh, a great late addition uh, for squads on this attack. So um, great option there. Um, really strong core coming back, especially uh, at the goalie position. Uh, look for them to go with their goalie duo, Drew Adams and Adam Gittleman. Again, excited to see uh, the squad hit the field because I don't think last season ended the way they wanted to, obviously. So excited to see them get back out there. No, definitely, you know, they, they came out, you know, pretty well against that Redwoods squad. And then once, you know, Tom Schreiber got injured, uh, 
you know, the wheels kind of fell off a little bit in that playoff matchup. I think they're hungry, uh, you know, to, to get back there. Uh, we talked to Josh Curry a little bit. They're excited. Um, they're really just focusing on themselves. You know, they don't really worry about anybody else. They, they think they have the talent that they can beat anybody. Um, so, yeah, we're certainly excited to see them. And then moving on to the Atlas, they're another team that, you know, made some roster adjustments. Uh, they, you know, had a huge disappointment uh, last year. You know, I, I think given the talent that they had last season, they should have went farther. Um, I don't know if it's a, too many cooks in the kitchen. They have a new coach in Ben Rubior, though, who's worked with – he's either coached or worked with a lot of these players. Uh, we spoke to him. He's excited. You know, it's his first head coaching stint at the pro level. Um, and, you know, they, they add some pieces in the offseason. I think somebody flying under the radar right now uh, is Craig Chick. You know, he, he was a phenomenal um, pole last year for the Dallas Rattlers. Uh, he can play all over the field. You can put him at close. They're going to run him at LSM. He's a ground ball machine. Um, I really like the addition of him. Brian Costabile, you know, second overall pick in the PLL draft, can go both ways. And from what we've heard, he's running a lot of G-MIDI shifts. So expect him, you know, to be a threat in transition, but also be able to get back into the hole uh, when they need him to. And then, you know, Romar Dennis is going to be another interesting one. Not the best shooting percentage last season. Uh, also, you know, was really, you know, didn't get much playing time from here or there with the Chrome. I think he's going to have a larger role. Um, this midfield's crowded, though. They're going to be competing for spots. You know, obviously got Paul Rabel there. John Crowley, they worked a lot from uh, the box and isolated him from behind as well last season. Um, I think we'll see a little bit less than that because I know one of your favorite players that you're looking forward to watch is Rob Pinnell. So how important do you think Rob Pinnell's impact from this attack standpoint is going to be, um, given that they added some pieces at the midfield um, and, you know, hopefully this defense, even though it is missing Tucker Durkin, can still um, perform at a high level. What do you kind of see from Rob's game that you think is going to make him a perfect fit for this Atlas team? Yeah, I mean, whenever you add one of the best attackmen in the world to a squad, it, it only can get better, right? And we talked to uh, Coach Rubio uh, a little while back, and he talked about his excitement uh, to see the opportunities and playing styles uh, to put a guy like Rob Pinnell with uh, Ryan Brown um, to see what versatility those two can uh, put on the field. Um, and I'm really excited to see uh, them go at it together in addition to, to guys like Eric Law. Yeah, Eric Law, too, an underrated attackman, uh, performed at a really high level. Best, you know, best right in front of the goal uh, last season and around the crease. We can expect more from him, I think, this year as well. Um, you know, I think my, my biggest weakness for them right now is can some of these middies go both ways? Right now you have Jake Richard, solid short stick defensive midi. Um, they did lose Noah Richard at LSM, you know, but they replaced him with Craig Chick and they got Kyle Hartzell there. Um, but, you know, really – we, we know Brian Costabile can run some D-Mitty shifts, you know, if need and go both ways. Um, you know, we got to see it a little bit more from John Crowley and Joel Tinney. And, you know, they say Romar Dennis could eventually go both ways too. I just, you know, I think they're asking a lot of them right now. Um, and then this defense, losing Tucker Durkin is huge. You know, he's, uh, he tested positive for COVID-19. He'll be eligible to return uh, for the playoffs potentially, but, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'm too confident in a group that's Austin Pafani, Cade Van Raphorst, and Colin Robinson. The defense last year wasn't that solid, um, and Tucker, Tucker Durkin was playing last year, and without him, the leader of the defense, I, I think this group might struggle a little bit, to be honest. They're going to really rely on Trevor Baptiste to play make it, take it. Um, they're going to have to put up a lot of points, um, and Baptiste is, you know, the best faceoff in the league, so he is the one guy to do it but he's also you know 
pretty much their only starting faceoff guy. We know that Jeremy Thompson can also take faceoffs, and he's going to also help at the defensive midfield. Um, and he can push it too if needed. You know, we see how how uh, he does it with the rush, the Saskatchewan rush. But um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, this this group it doesn't excite me too much. I still think they might have some of the same woes as last year, uh, but we'll have to see. And then moving on to the chaos, uh, they're another roster that got a little bit of an overhaul in terms of they lose Brody Merrill at the defensive end, um, but they're getting Dane Smith to play the whole season this year. They're getting um, they're getting Dane Smith to play the entire season this year. Uh, you have Sergio Salcedo, who they traded for. Tyson Bell, I think, is another huge piece that's going to do wonders for their transition offense and defense. Um, you know, short stick defensive midi, but he can also score if needed. He's going to be a lot of – he's going to really fit in well in place of Kyle McClancy, who they lost in the expansion draft. So I think you can see him um, do a, a lot of good under the, the radar for them. I think, you know, he's going to really push this transition offense that we know they want to play fast. They want to score goals off the fast break. Um, I think he's going to help them do it. Um, for me, though, again, what gives me pause is their defense. They lose Johnny Serdic to military commitments. So right now they have Jack Rullett, Jared Newman, and Jason Noble. And then at LSM, they have Matt Reese and Troy Ray. So they're only having five poles. Um, obviously, we'll have you talk about how loaded their attack is, but – that concerns me a little bit. Again, I, I think teams that didn't prioritize the defense are going to struggle this year. It's a short season. You're going to be playing a lot of games back-to-back. -back, and if you don't have fresh legs on the defense, uh, these games could get out of hand fast. But what do you think from this attack unit that kind of maybe, you know, they the defense can give up 10-plus goals a game and they could still win? So what, what, who are these, some guys on this attack that you think uh, are really going to, you know, uh, blow it up this year? Yeah, you know, you have uh, the likely culprits from last season in Josh Byrne and, and Connor Fields, who's one of the best players in the league. You add guys like Austin Stotts and Curtis Sticks, and I think Stotts is going to blow up this year. I think he's going to be one of uh, the highest scoring guys in the league this year, potentially. So um, this offense is highly potent, and I think they're going to uh, look to outscore teams uh, by large margins. And, you know, don't forget, too, they added – one of the best goalies in the world and Dylan Ward uh, to already having uh, last year's goalie of the year in Blaze Reardon. You know, absolutely. It'll be interesting to see if they, you know, those two guys split time. Um, you know, I, I love the the pick of Dylan Ward, but, you know, again, you can only start one. So, I, and it, it worries me that they, you know, they lost a guy like Brody Merrill, the leader of the defense, um, and they didn't really, you know, I don't think replace him. Um, again, you got Jared Newman, defensive player of the year last year, so can't count them out, but, um, you know, they, they kind of struggled on defense down the stretch, and I, I don't know if those defensive woes are necessarily going to go away. Their short stick defensive minis, though, are very solid. You got Pat Resch. Uh, I already mentioned Tyson Bell. Mark Lassini, probably one of the best to do it. So, you know, th they are going to be able to still defend well um, from the midfield. I don't think it's going to be transition defense that's going to hurt them so much, but uh, their six-on-six kind of gives me a little bit of pause. If you can get the right matchups, you know, you might be able to – to put a, a lot up against this team, but we'll see, you know, again, new season. Um, and again, Jason Noble, who I mentioned is stepping in uh, since Deemer class is now inactive due to injury. Um, and I think that's, that's huge for them. Not no disservice to Deemer class. I think, you know, his presence on the midfield will certainly be felt the lack of, but uh, adding Jason Noble, I think was something they should have done right off the bat anyway. Um, and then you got Dan Coates as well. 
who's going to be replacing uh, Johnny Surtick's spot. So, um, so I think, again, they're tra- it's really going to come down to transition. If teams figure them out on transition, they're going to have a tough time. If they can put up a lot of points, you know, and get de- back in the hole, uh, then I, I think they'll, they'll have some success. And, you know, again, you got Blaze Reardon and Dylan Ward are going to be stopping a lot of shots this year. But, um, again, defense kind of gives me a little bit of pause. And then moving on to the Chrome, the new look Chrome, they probably have had the most overhaul uh, this season. They add a lot of big pieces. On defense, you got Jake Pulver, James Barclay, Jesse Bernhardt, and Reese Eddy. Mike Manley is the only defender returning from that defense last year. And then at uh, Pole, you got Eli Salama um, at LSM. I think you'll see Reese Eddy run some LSM as well. Um, you know, they lose Joel White, which is huge. Uh, lose his presence, not only, you know, his performance, but also his presence as a leader. But I think Jesse Bernhardt can really step in. I mean, that's why they picked him second overall in the entry draft and passed on a guy like Pinnell, um, because I think they, they prioritized the defense this year. And I think John Galloway is going to have a bounce back season, um, you know, and Donnie Moss, I think people don't really know. He doesn't get enough credit because he can run pole if they need him too. He's a solid short stick defensive mini. I mean, a lot of these guys are really, you know, this is kind of like the new Rattlers, um, you know, that Coach Sudan had uh, in years prior. I, I think he's got some unfinished business with this group. But uh, from the, the midfield and the attack side, anybody that stick out to you that uh, people might be uh, sleeping on right now? Yeah, you know, a, a new guy coming in from that was drafted, not by this team, but by the aforementioned chaos is Matt Gaudette, you know. He probably would have finished his career as uh, Yale's highest leading scorer in their history if it wasn't for this canceled season. Um, so I'm really excited to see what he can do getting paired uh, with guys like Jordan Wolf and Justin Gutterding. Uh, Brendan Kavanaugh is another guy I'm really excited to see. So, um, But it, it's an interesting squad. I'm excited to see if they can bounce back. And uh, guys, as you mentioned, like Jake Pulver, Eli Salama coming over from the MLL are going to make uh, big dividends for this Chrome squad going into the season. Yeah, no, I, I think they're, I think they're going to be a juggernaut. I really do. Um, you got Justin Turry too, you know, added from Duke, adding at the midfield. He didn't play at all last season. I think, you know, he, he could surprise some people. Jesse King as well, uh, making his field debut after a few years. Um, you know, he's obviously been, a, had a huge presence on the Calgary Roughnecks last season, winning that championship. He was on the swarm prior to that. Um, phenomenal career at Ohio State. He's another guy that, you know, they're probably going to bring in out of the box. You know, I think the starters are probably going to be Wolf, Gutterding, and Gaudet. And then I think you'll see Kavanaugh and King run from the box um, and maybe give those guys some some breaks here and there. But uh, yeah, I, I, this Chrome team, don't sleep on them. You know, Chrome back 2020 is a real thing. Um, and I, I would be shocked if they finish where they did last year uh, this during this series. So um, and then another guy we didn't even mention, and we just interviewed Hunter Forbes, is going to be a perfect change of pace for them um, compared to Connor Farrell. Connor Farrell's the bruiser. He's going to, you know, get those ground balls. Um, and then Hunter Forbes, though, is going to beat you right off the draw and maybe call, you know, cause some more fast break opportunities. So uh, they got a nice one-two punch there at the face-off X. And then moving on to the Redwoods. Uh, a lot of people went into this season really hyping up the Redwoods. I think the hype is real. I mean, you add Miles Jones even though you, you swapped Sergio Salcedo, I think it, it's still huge. He's going to get a lot of assists. He, him and Joe Walters, I think, are the, is the two-man game I'm looking forward to watching the most. Um, what do you think, though, from, from this defense? Um, you know, that now that they don't have Matt Landis, they replace him with Finn Sullivan. Do you think they're going to still have the same, same uh, chemistry as last year? Do you think they're going to perform at the same level? 
Yeah, if you were going to replace um, a guy like that with someone, I'd say Finn Sullivan is the perfect replacement, right? He had a fantastic season last year um, in the MLL, and I think he's going to slide in perfectly uh, for what that Redwoods defense is doing. I, I can't see um, a reason why they wouldn't kind of continue on um, with the success they had last year. You know, and uh, it, the one thing that is missing, Jules Henningberg, you know, who arguably could have been their MVP last year, uh, had COVID in June, um, had some complications, and he's at risk for cardiac arrest, so he is not playing in this series. Um, Clark Peterson's going to have to step it up. Clark Peterson, people forget, he actually had a good couple first games. Um, then they got Ryder Garnsey, and he kind of got pushed out of the roster because um, they also had Westberg, who they traded for. Westberg's now on the Water Dogs. Jules obviously isn't playing. So, I, you know, this is Clark's show. I, I saw on uh, Twitter someone was asking, who, you, who do you pull at the midfield, Perkovic or Miles Jones? And people were saying pull them both and uh, give Peterson a shorty. Um, I hope Peterson saw that because if, if I were him, I'd be a little uh, pissed off about that, that comment. Um, I think Peterson is a phenomenal attackman. Um, I think he's right up there with Ryder Garnsey. And, uh, you know, I think people are forgetting what he did not only at Cornell, but also with the Thunderbirds this year. So I expect him to have a big season. Um, you know, again, missing Jules is huge. Uh, you know, you, you really don't replace a guy like that. But I do think that this attack will still perform at a high level and give them a great shot at making it to the championship. Now we go to the Water Dogs, the expansion franchise. Adam, I know you love this team. Uh, talk to me a little bit about this team and why you love them so much. Yeah, you know, I mentioned in my uh, season preview, this isn't your parents' uh, expansion franchise, right? They're, you're, they're not expected uh, to take a couple years to excel. I mean, they were not only able to pick some of the top college talent, uh, they were able to pull some of the best players from the MLL when they came over from uh, in the uh, entry draft in a guy in Ryland Reese and Zach Courier. Um, if I were to pick two guys from that uh, expansion draft, I honestly think those were my two I was most excited uh, for this squad to pull over. Arguably the best two-way midfielder in the world in Zach Courier uh, and a guy like Ryland Reese at LSM, who I think is going to absolutely blow up. Um, he had a million ground balls last year, 15 caused turnovers, um, and he's not afraid to shoot too. He had seven goals last year, had a two-pointer. He's going to pull up from two. Um, fantasy guys out there. I think Ryland Reese is the perfect uh, defenseman uh, or LSM to, to utilize in the fantasy game. Uh, I think he's going to be a name that absolutely blows up this year. Um, but And I haven't even mentioned the guys they got in the expansion draft, right? So um, I think this roster is absolutely loaded, um, and I'm excited to see them play. The only thing is, you know, they haven't played together yet a single game. Um, and with only four games to gel, um, they're hoping that that does happen. You know, and uh, you, you mentioned Ryland Reese. He's available in more than 80% of fantasy leagues. So if he's available, I, I highly suggest picking him up and starting him as well. Um, yeah, the, the thing that excites me too is Jake Weathers at the face-off X. You got Drew, Drew Simino too, who's no slouch as well. Um, I think they're going to be a, a good face-off duo and Again, the, the teams that took two face-off guys, I think, is, is critical because, you know, unless you have a Trevor Baptiste or Joe Darn Nardella, um, or, you know, I, I get Tommy Kelly's up there, too. I still think, though, those guys are going to get beaten down, and um, if you have an injury there, 
that could, you know, really negatively sway the game. Um, so I think having those two guys is big. Uh, you mentioned the, the four guys that uh, were on the Whip Snakes last season, Drew Snyder, Connor Kelly, Ben Reeves, and Ryan Drenner had 71 of Whip Snakes points last year. That's a lot of offensive production the Water Dogs are adding. And then you couple that with Zach Currier, Kieran McCardle, Christian Cuccinello, Westberg. I mean, like you said, this offense is loaded. The defense, solid. They're another team, though, that I'm a little bit, you know, worried about. Not hugely, but, uh, you know, you got defensive leader and Brody Merrill there. Um, not too worried about him. Chris Sabio is also a solid pole. Patrick Foley's making his pro debut um, after playing at Hopkins. Um, and then you got B.J. Grill. You know, th this unit is solid. I just don't know if they're the best in the league. You know, Brody Merrill is getting up there in age. Um, you know, again, we mentioned their long poles, Ryland Reese and Noah Richard are, are really solid too. But yeah, I, the, the defense, uh, close defense is, is something that I don't think they're the strongest in the league. Um, and then goalie too, Charlie Cipriano, they believe he is going to be their starter. They got Matt DeLuca as well in case, you know, Charlie doesn't have a good day. But, um, you know, that, that's a, expecting a lot too out of those two you know, to step in and be a, a starter. And, you know, not that Charlie hasn't done it before. And, you know, Matt DeLuca is just coming off a, you know, terrific college season. But um, defense still, to me, could be their their Achilles heel in this one. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Their, their social media team has really been hyping Matt DeLuca over, over training camp. So I'll be interested to see who end up, uh, who does end up starting for them. Um, I will say, though, Matt DeLuca fills up the cage really, really well. Uh, and he's coming from a place where he saw a ton of shots. Uh, every game uh, and that probably bodes well for him if he does see action uh, for the water dogs with the high volume of shots in the PLL. Yeah absolutely and it'll be interesting you know who has a short leash in this series since you know they do have to um, you know they only have four regular season games you know uh, you can't really you know wait till a full game's over to, to make a goalie change you might have to, to do it uh, you know at the half or even a quarter if you know something gets out of hand you know so it'll be I'll be looking to see what these coaches do. Now moving on to the defending champion, Whip Snakes. Uh, this team lost a lot in the expansion draft, but then added some key pieces this offseason as well. I think they're still very, very solid. Um, you know, unfortunately, it sounds like Tim Muller has uh, got an injury. So they, the defense is losing a key piece there. Um, but Brett Schmidt, you know, should fill in pretty, pretty seamlessly with that. They still got Bryce Young, Matt Dunn. Uh, and then from LSM, Isaac Paparo and Michael Earhart uh, are, are right there. So this defense, they kept that core intact. That was intentional um, for sure. Uh, Jake Bernhardt, you know, we might see him maybe run a few more offensive shifts. Uh, he was predominantly a short stick defensive mid last year. Um, and then you got Jeremy Sieverts as well. Uh, but this offense is what is extremely interesting because they had so much overhaul. Matt Ram Rambo is the only returning starting attack. You got Jake Carlson, who, you know, actually did really well in that championship last season, but uh, some key pieces in Brad Smith and Zed Williams are going to expect to really step up. Talk to me about those two midfielders that they added this offseason and how you think they'll perform. Yeah, Max Tuttle and TJ Camizio are going to um, play a huge role for the squad coming into the season. Uh, I am so excited to see a guy like TJ Camizio uh, play with this team. He plays mean. I think he's another player uh, that's going to blow up uh, and be all over social media. Uh, once the whip stakes start to play. Um, and, you know, we haven't really mentioned a guy like Brad Smith on the attack line too. Isaac Berkey, uh, from a fantasy standpoint, talked about uh, Brad's game and the potential for him uh, to be a sleeper. So I'm excited to see him. Um, and as you mentioned, Zed Williams, 
um, is a fantastic finisher um, and is going to be a great combo with Matt Rambo on that attack. Yeah, and you might see Zed, you know, run from the box a little bit. Uh, he's definitely going to be all over the field. Um, he's got range. As you said, he can finish in front. If you watch him, you know, on the Swarm, he just got traded now to the Mammoth. But if you watch him on the Swarm, he's just an electric player to watch. Uh, we're certainly looking forward to seeing what this new look Whipsnakes does in Season 2. All right, so that is our, our previews of these teams. Now, going off those rosters, Adam, who do you think are the two teams that are going to make it to the finals, and who is your PLL? 2020 champion yeah you know I think my pick's going to be a, a little bit off the beaten path but you know uh with the shortened season anything can happen um I think uh Tim Sudan makes it back to a championship in his first year uh with the chrome a lot of his players are returners that he's already coached before when he was with uh the Rattlers um so I'm excited to see the chemistry that he has um, with his former players and now players, I think that Chrome squad uh, is going to surprise a lot of people. Um, and I'm going with my second team, the surprise too, the Water Dogs. I think that team is absolutely stacked. And even though um, in my article I said potentially a weakness is their chemistry, uh, that take could be old very quickly uh, depending on how the season goes. And with the talent they have brought in, um, the depth that they have, I think those two squads are going to have a fun matchup in the championship. I would love to see that matchup um, be high scoring affair for sure. I, I like the Chrome a lot. Um, they were a team that I considered choosing in the finals. Um, I really think, you know, I'd be surprised if they finish anywhere other than the top three or four. Um, and then I really like the water dogs team too. You know, again, I mentioned their defense gives me a little bit of pause. Um, no disrespect to any of those guys on that roster, but you know, they haven't, had that time to kind of build that chemistry uh, compared to some other teams that are returning their defenses. And that's why I, you know, my top three teams kind of right now are the Redwoods, Archers, and Whipsnakes uh, still. And, you know, again, I'm not sleeping on the Chrome for, at all, but um, I think, you know, the Whipsnakes, and hopefully Tim Muller is healthy because I think that could be a, a key point if he is not. Um, but I really like that Whipsnakes defense. Um, I think the, the pieces they added this offseason are going to give them just as much production as the pieces they lost. Um, you know, I think their midfield is actually better this year, at least from a <clears> – <throat> I think their midfield is better this year from a defensive midfield standpoint because, you know, Tuttle can go both ways. TJ Camizio can go both ways. You already have Bernhardt. Um, and then I, I think, you know, John Haas gets a, a lot of uh, – I think John Haas doesn't get enough praise, too. He's such an unselfish player on that offense. Um, Jay Carlson played really well last year when he was given a chance. Um, obviously a great career at Maryland, so don't sleep on him. And then, you know, we mentioned Brad Smith and Zed Williams. So I think this team is still stacked. I still like Stagnita as a coach and what he does with this team. And they got Kyle Burnlor, who we didn't even mention, you know, arguably one of the best goalies in the league. Um, so I expect them to get back. And then I like the Archers a lot. Um, you know, Redwoods are up there too for me. Losing Jules is, is a big big miss I think for me um so that kind of hurt their chances um you know, still think they have a great team but for me I, I think this is the Archers championship to lose they are stacked on offense um their midfield they kind of revamped that a little bit this offseason and their defense is going to be just as good uh with the addition of Eli Gobrecht um I I think this team is going to win I think Grant Amon's going to do big things I think he's going to be your rookie of the year that's my bold pick but I'm going Archers over Whipsnakes in the final um, you know, again, wouldn't surprise me if that Chrome team surprises some people too, um, as well as, you know, I'm not sleeping on the Redwoods, but uh, for right now, Archers Whipsnakes are my picks for the finals with Archers coming up out on top. 
Yeah, and that's a fantastic pick. And, you know, I, I think if it was a full season play, uh, my, my picks would have been a little bit different uh, potentially. But with this uh, sprint of a season, uh, I think those two rosters in the Chrome and Water Dogs uh, are fit for that sprint. You know, and it's so true. Like, you know, if, if you go down 0-2 in your first two games, um, you know, you're going to have a tough time. You're going to have to face one of those really top teams um, and that number one seed is huge. You know, I was doing like my bracket pool a little bit and I had four teams finish at three and one and ended up being, you know, going to come, it's going to come down to goal differential and head to head. Um, but uh, yeah, that's, that's also going to be another thing that's interesting to watch, you know, with these teams, uh, you know, you can have a, a four way tie for that top spot, but only one person is going to get that buy. So another thing to look out for that buy is going to be crucial and these teams are going to be fighting for it. Um, so you're not going to see anybody taking a day off in this pool play. But with that, though, we're going to hear a word from our sponsor, and then we're going to move on to the sports betting realm because we have our over-unders, we have our point spread, and we're ready to make some picks. Today I also want to talk to you about our affiliate Stitcher Premium. You can use Stitcher Premium to listen to shows ad-free like Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, Wolverine the Lost Trail, or our personal favorite, the Fantasy Footballers. For only $4.99 a month or $39.99 a year, you get access to Stitcher Originals, bonus episodes, and comedy albums. If you visit Stitcher.com today and use the code lacrosse, you can get one month of Stitcher Premium for free. So head on over to Stitcher.com, sign up, and get your free trial today. All right, so let's uh, dive into sports betting. This is the first time you can officially bet on pro lacrosse in the United States. Uh, First off, we're super excited for that. Their partnership with DraftKings, I think, is huge, not only from a betting perspective but from a content perspective they're going to have a lot of content on the broadcast Um, that's what this partnership does for them it allows DraftKings to be their official sports book and actually produce content on PLL and prioritize it so really excited about that Um, but yeah we now we finally have the over-unders for this weekend's uh, this opening weekend's games as well as the point spread Uh, right now the Redwoods are one and a half point underdogs Uh, the Chrome are one and a half point underdogs against the Chaos and then the Water Dogs are one-and-a-half-point underdogs against the Atlas. Um, so, Adam, let's start off with the defending champs versus the runner-ups. Whip Snakes right now are the favorites, um, but the Redwoods, you know, they, they have one-and-a-half-point handicap, so that's not um, too large of a margin. But do you think the Redwoods cover or even win outright, uh, or do you think this is a, a good bet to put on the Whip Snakes? Yeah, you know, based off of their, their two matchups last year, I think uh, I'm taking the Redwoods in this one. Uh, not necessarily outright, but to cover. Um, and I'm excited to, to see this matchup. Um, I think in terms of the over-under, uh, I'm going to go uh, surprisingly with the under on this one. Um, even though they have really two strong offenses, I think those defenses hold up, um, and, and I'll take the under in this one. Yeah, and you mentioned, too, that you think the Redwoods will cover. I agree. I think they cover. I think they could win outright. Um, last year, you know, they had that blowout loss to the Whipsnakes, which kind of excused the data a little bit. But last year, uh, the Whipsnakes averaged 13.3 points against the Redwoods, and the Redwoods averaged 9.7 points against the Whipsnakes. I, I think I'd take the under as well. Um, I think it's going to be a, a really strong defensive battle. Losing Tim Muller uh, might hurt the Whipsnakes a little bit, but, you know, I think the Redwoods losing Jules might hurt that or offense a little bit too. So I, I think these teams balance – uh, I think these teams are well-balanced. I think it's going to be a, a tough, grinded-out matchup. Um, and if I, I was, uh, you know, going to place a bet on this, I would take the under. 
and I would take the Redwoods covering. Um, so, you know, again, these lines uh, are, are kind of tight, though, you know, only one and a half points. Uh, they're, you know, it, it goes to show that there's really not uh, any true underdogs in the PLL. Um, even the underdogs are only an underdog by one and a half points. So um, that brings us to our next game of the weekend, which is the Chaos versus the Chrome. Chaos are one and a half point favorites, but we talked about how we like the Chrome a lot. Uh, do you think the Chrome cover? I really like uh, this Chrome squad in this matchup. I absolutely think they cover uh, in this one. Uh, I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. Um, I'm going to take the under on this one, too, um, just because of the goalie play. But I think uh, Chrome can cover, and I'll take the under. All right, I'm going to take the Chrome to cover as well. Uh, and I think they, they probably will win outright as well, too. You know, again, these lines are kind of tight. So, um, But, uh, yeah, I'm picking Chrome. Um, I'm actually going over because last year the Chrome beat them. You know, we only have two games to go off of, but the Chrome beat Chaos 19 to 14 and the Chaos beat Chrome 15 to 14. Uh, those are some high scoring affairs. You know, the, obviously when they set these over unders, they probably were using that data, taking that into, you know, consideration. But uh, 29 and a half, um, I, I think these teams got even better on the offensive side. Again, their defenses, um, you know, are the, probably their Achilles heel right now. I think the Chrome. Uh, probably look a little bit better on the defensive side. You know, chaos are no slouch either. But uh, I think this is going to be a high-scoring affair. I'm taking the over on this one. Um, I think these two offenses are going to have a field day. And then finally, we have the Water Dogs versus the Atlas. The Water Dogs are the underdogs by one and a half point. Um, the over/under right now is set at 28 and a half. Adam, do you like the Water Dogs to cover? And then where do you stand on this over/under? Yeah, I know. Uh, I, I picked the Water Dogs in the championship, for, but from a betting man, I think the Atlas take this initial game uh, coming out of the shoot. Um, and, I, you know, I think I, I don't see this one being a shootout as much as you would think. I'm going to take the under. I think that, that may be something that you see for me a good bit when, when we're making these choices uh, throughout this. I think it's probably going to be the under a lot of the time. You only saw six games uh, as Dan Arestia um, one of our contributors mentioned in his pro bets take, uh, you only saw six games break the 30 gold mark last year. Um, and I think that's going to be a trend we probably see this year as well. All right. I'm, I'm going to go different for my, my pick to win. I think the water dogs are going to cover. I don't know if they're going to win. I think it's going to be a close game though. I think it's going to be a one score game. So that's why I like the water dogs to cover the point spread. Um, and I'm going under as well. You know, these two teams, again, have a solid offense. You got Rob Pinnell on one end, Zach Courier on the other. But uh, I don't see them, you know, going above uh, 20 and a, 28 and a half points. You know, I think it will probably be closer to the 25, 26-point range. Um, so I'm taking the under as well. But I do like the Water Dogs to cover in this one. So those are our picks for the over-unders as well as the point spread. Um, again, we already mentioned the future odds. You guys can listen to past podcasts on our thoughts on that. Um, but, you know, I did place a bet on the Archers and the Water Dogs. Adam placed one on the Water Dogs. Um, so check out those odds because I think that's where you, you have a, a lot of potential to make a lot of money there. And there's only seven teams, so you have a one in seven chance of being right when you don't even weigh the – just a one in seven chance of being right, even if you don't weigh um, how these teams are looking going into the series. But that is our uh, betting coverage of the PLL Championship Series. We're really excited that they are introducing betting uh, their deal with DraftKings, I think, is huge for the sport. It's going to attract an entirely new audience that may have not been interested in the sport beforehand. Um, and we're just excited to get going. We're excited to cover the games for you and uh, excited to, you know, talk some 
some Premier Lacrosse League this next two weeks. So with that, that wraps up our PLL Championship Series preview. We hope you guys enjoy this episode, and we hope you tune in next time too. Pro Lacrosse Talk. Today, I also want to talk to you about Design Tree. On our Design Tree store, we have several t-shirt designs like the Pro Lacrosse Talk tee I'm wearing today, our Blast Lacrosse shirt, Cross's Medicine shirt, and many more designs on the way. Design Tree is also home to hundreds of other t-shirt designs in the realm of sports and pop culture. To help support the podcast, please consider checking out our Design Tree store at dsgntree.com backslash pro-lacrosse-talk and grab a shirt today.